When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's February 10th, 2023. And yes, Valentine's Day is just a few days away. And we've sort of created a tradition here at Sorta Awesome over the past few years that for Valentine's Day, we celebrate relationships of all kinds especially friendships, not just the romantic ones. So in keeping with that tradition, this year I was inspired for each and every single one of us awesomes to think about our relationship with ourselves, more specifically how well we are loving ourselves right now. So a few weeks ago, I saw a TikTok Yeah, yeah, I know. Hang with me. I saw this TikTok where a woman said she's decided to start treating her own self like the love of her life. Y'all, I have scoured TikTok to try to find this specific one, and I cannot find it anywhere. Maybe our TikTok overlords will bring it back to me this week, but I am so mad because I really wanted to share this idea, this concept with you in her voice from the original TikTok. But Anyway, I can't find it, but she gave the example that when she's ordering dinner delivery for herself, she asks herself, now, would I order dessert for the love of my life? I absolutely would. So yeah, I'm getting myself the dessert. I have thought about that TikTok, that idea, that concept for weeks. I think it's such a powerful way to really embody this idea of loving ourselves well. So because the women that make up Team Sorta Awesome are some of my favorite women on the planet, and because I think each of them are so wise and so insightful, I asked them all to share with me and to share with you, Awesomes, what they are doing these days to treat themselves like they are the loves of their lives. And of course, I'll be sprinkling in some of the ways I'm treating my own self like the love of my life these days as well. I'm Meg Teets, and this is sort of awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that loves to support you in finding conversation, friendship, and community. If you have been looking for amazing women to connect with, and a community that will support you no matter what age and stage of life you are in, I am so thrilled to tell you that you have come to the right place. Sorta Awesome is not just a podcast, it's also your community on the go. And you know, we would love to have you connect with us outside of your podcast app in one of our communities on social media. Come over and see what we are up to on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show. We have tons of content to bring all the awesome that you could possibly need to your Instagram feed. Didn't intend to have that casual rhyming, but here we are. And of course, you know, we want to see your smiling face in our Sorta Awesome Hangout community on Facebook. This is truly the heart of our Sorta Awesome community with almost 6,000 women who are there daily to support each other in figuring out solutions to the little problems of life, sometimes the big problems of life, honestly. It's unlike any place else on the internet. And we would love to have you come and join us over there. Again, Facebook, Sorta Awesome Hangout. And if you are doing some uh, very last minute Valentine's shopping right now, did you know that we made a Valentine's gift guide just for you awesomes? We have one with some of our favorite picks for everyone on your list, your partner, your kids, yourself. And if you are inspired this year to try something a little steamier, we have a sort of spicy gift guide for the grown-up awesomes only. And I will link to both of those in the show notes. 
Okay, well, obviously, I'm on my own for Awesome of the Week this week. So how about you and I just go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week, um, except this week, it's just me, friends. So if you are new to Sort of Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little more awesome right now. It could be a book or a TV show, a movie, music, a podcast, a product, Whatever's bringing that gold sparkle to our days. So let me tell you that my awesome of the week this week is a super cute, super sweet love story that I found over on Audible. It's an Audible original by author Cara Bastone, and it's called Seatmate. Something interesting about this story is that it was written exclusively as an audiobook. There is no print version of the story. You can only find it on Audible. But if you have an Audible Plus subscription, it's totally free. It will not cost you one of your Audible credits. So it's totally a win if you spend as much time in your Audible app as I do. So I was looking for something a little light, a little less intense after I finished the book I talked about last week, The Bandit Queens by Perini Schroff which I'm a little nervous that I maybe scared everyone off from reading. It is so good, you guys. It's so good. If you read it, please come and find me and talk to me about it. I loved it so much. But yeah, that story is pretty intense. And I just wanted a little like mind candy. And Seatmate is exactly that. So again, it's by Kara Bastone. And it tells the story of Gwen and Sam. Gwen has exactly five hours and 10 minutes to get from Boston to New York City, or else she is going to lose the professional opportunity of a lifetime. Because of circumstances being what they are, her only travel option is to get a very last minute seat on a big old bus that's going from Boston to New York City. The seat also happens to be across from the bathroom, not prime seating anywhere, especially on a bus. And she's so stressed and so pressed about whether or not she's going to make it on time. Sitting right next to her is this tall, friendly, charming man. He also happens to have a stripe of indigo in his hair. And they start talking, they connect, they hit it off right away, instant chemistry. So the story is this race against time to get to New York in time for Gwen for this interview. Also, Sam is supposed to meet a blind date that his mother set him up on. That's kind of like a little side story that's going on as well. But I, the thing I love about this story is that it unfolds in real time. It's five hours and 10 minutes. And in that time, you get to listen in on this darling meet cute story come to life. Gwen and Sam are kind of opposite. Like they have enough in common that they really do click, but they they move through life really differently. Now, you guys, I don't usually do this. I don't usually classify book characters by personality type, but these two just jumped off the page at me. I think that Gwen, our female main character, is a true Enneagram 7. She's a photographer and a writer who travels the world and she's vivacious and outgoing. She's never met a stranger. Sam is an absolute cinnamon roll of a male lead. He's just this completely adorable Enneagram 2 who takes care of his mother and his friends and he makes responsible decisions, but he's noticing something is missing in his very predictable life. What I really loved about this story is that it feels like eavesdropping on two people who are like chatting on a bus or a plane or a train or in a restaurant. I think that I have shared before that I am an unrepentant eavesdropper. I am so nosy about what people around me are talking about. And in Seatmate, you get to experience that for five hours and that time absolutely flies by. It is narrated by Amanda Ronconi and Zachary Weber with some vocal appearances from a handful of others. It's really great audio production. I think it really strikes the balance of bringing in enough audio production that it makes it like realistic all of the setting, the story traveling from Boston to New York, but it doesn't feel like it's trying too hard to be super realistic. So anyway, if you've got Audible or hey, if you've been looking for a reason to sign up for it, Seatmate by Cara Bastone is a little sweet treat of a story that you can easily listen to in a day or so if you just need to escape for a few hours. So I will put a link to that in the show notes. Of course, we always want to hear what's awesome in your life. So come and find us on social media. Like I said, our social media communities on Instagram and Facebook. Come find us. Come tell us what is awesome in your life this week. We want to hear all about it. And I want you guys to hear all about what Team Sorta Awesome is doing these days to practice that art of self-love to really become 
the love of our own lives. These women, my friends, your friends, they have so much wisdom to share. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Okay, awesomes. I have a little message for the grown-up awesomes who are listening. You guys, I swear to you, I did not plan this, but the sponsor of this week's episode, the one where we're talking all about becoming the loves of our lives and treating ourselves really well is sort of awesome favorite, Foria. Foria invites us all to imagine the best orgasm or sex that you have ever had. And then imagine that it could be even better with products that were designed to naturally enhance pleasure and give you access to bigger and better orgasms by yourself or with a partner. So as a reminder, Foria is using all natural plant-based ingredients to intensify sexual pleasure and also, so importantly, relieve discomfort. Foria already has a serious cult following with tens of thousands of people whose real-life sex lives have been totally transformed through Foria products. And I know I say this all the time, but truly, we get awesomes who are DMing us saying, I took your word for it. I tried for you. I tried the sex oil. I tried the awaken oil. You guys are not kidding. This stuff is legit. If you're wondering where to start, I always do point people to Foria's Awaken Arousal Oil. Awaken uses CBD and also warming, sensation-inducing organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm, and truly it does help with any discomfort that you're having with the physical, like the mechanics of sex. And best of all, Awaken is there just to make sure you're good and turned on. So yes, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you to go ahead, treat yourself to more, deeper, Fuller pleasure wherever you can find it and as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal just for you awesomes. Get 20% off of your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash awesome or just use code awesome at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash awesome for 20% off of your first order. Again, I recommend trying Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil together. You're going to thank me later. Okay, we are back. And as I said at the top of this episode, we are dedicating this day, this conversation to exploring ways we can become the love of our own lives. The timing of this feels so important to me. And no, not just because of Valentine's Day, but because of the conversation that Rebecca and I had a few weeks ago in our episode called The Pandemic Broke Me, Now What? We have heard from so many of you that our conversation resonated with you, with this feeling of just being off, of not feeling like yourself, that you're still processing all that has happened in our individual lives and collectively in the past three years. I don't think I emphasize strongly enough in our conversation that if you are in a very dark place, if you're in an unhealthy place, if you are noticing that it's something that you cannot seem to talk yourself out of or just shake off, but that you're really in a place of ongoing struggle, please do seek care with a mental health professional if at all possible. Now, believe me, we know how difficult accessing mental health care can be for many in the United States. But if it is at all within your reach, maybe these conversations that we're having this year are your sign to reach out and ask for support from your in-person circle of care, help to get access to therapy or other mental health resources. Now, something that I landed on in talking to Rebecca is that 2023 is a year that we need to get really serious about practicing aftercare as we all recover from the traumas of the past few years. I really do think that it is essential for us to start with being gentle and tender and loving to ourselves this year. Some of us might be carrying some baggage or holding on to some hangups when it comes to choosing to show love to ourselves. Perhaps for some who are listening, it feels selfish. Perhaps it might feel sinful. For others, it might just feel unrealistic. So I do want to pause and just honor that there might be some resistance for this concept for some of our awesomes who are listening. On the other end of the spectrum, there may be those who are totally enthusiastic about becoming the loves of our lives. Like, yes, please sign me up. But um, exactly when am I going to do this? How? How, how am I supposed to fit in a new practice of loving myself into an already maxed out schedule? 
So again, I reached out to the Sorta Awesome team to ask them for ideas and inspiration. And again, I'll be sprinkling in my ideas and my current practices along the way as well. So let's start with my very dear friend and my longtime co-host, Rebecca Hoffer. Here's Rebecca. Hello, awesomes. This is Rebecca. And one way that I tried to treat myself like the love of my life is I try to outsource some of my mental labor to my smartphone. If you've been listening to Sorta Awesome for a while, then I'm sure you've heard us talking about mental labor or maybe a mental load. There was also a viral blog post that went around a few years back that lots of people read all about mental labor. Essentially, the concept is that women typically have a running list of things in our minds that we have to keep track of, have to remember. Maybe it's that Timmy needs his baseball uniform clean before the next big game, and Sarah needs new shoes because hers are running small, and I think we're low on toothpaste, and oh, we need to make that dentist appointment. There's just so many things that are constantly playing out in our minds, things that we need to remember, and it's not necessarily a physical labor, but it's a mental labor. And it can often be a heavy mental load to carry all of that. And I personally can get kind of bogged down if I feel like my mental load is too much. And especially, I would say, as an ESFP, Myers-Briggs personality type, I really love living in the present moment. And I can easily get all wrapped up in whatever it is that I am doing. I have been known to say that I have time passage awareness disorder, (laughs) where I don't always realize what time it is and what I should be doing and what I should be focusing on. Maybe because I just took too long in the shower, or I'm enjoying playing a game with my kids, or I got wrapped up in a book, or I thought I had time to empty the dishwasher, but really I should have just instantly been leaving the house. Whatever it is, I can really get wrapped up in what it is I'm doing in that present moment and lose track of time. So to help eliminate some of the mental labor of just keeping an eye on the clock, I have alarms set all throughout my day that go off on my smartphone. The reason being, I have three kids in three different schools with three different start times and three different pickup times, and I am responsible for getting them to and from school. And that includes half-day kindergarten in the middle of the day. So rather than always keeping an eye on the clock and feeling the stress and this pressure of making sure that I am on top of things and knowing what time it is, I don't want any of my kids to be late. Instead, I just wait for that alarm to go off to remind me, okay, now it's time to leave. (laughs) And suddenly I don't have any of that pressure on myself anymore. I don't even have to think about it. I even have an alarm set that reminds me that it is time to be thinking about serving lunch to Isaac before he goes to school. Sometimes the alarm goes off and he's already eating. Sometimes the alarm goes off and I'm already making him lunch. Sometimes the alarm goes off and we're in the middle of playing a game. I'm like, okay, hey, this is the last round because I got to get up and start thinking about lunch. It is just so helpful for me to be able to outsource just even that small amount of mental labor that runs continuously throughout my day so that I can stay focused in the present where I naturally thrive and want to be. It's just a small thing, but it makes a big difference. And ultimately, isn't that what we want for the love of our life? To make their lives just a little bit easier, to make that burden feel a little bit lighter. That's how I feel anyway. Okay. Thank you, Rebecca. And something that I really love about Rebecca's idea with the alarms on her smartphone is it incorporates something that is close by, is in our hands or nearby us at all times anyway, and that's our phones. I love that for her, setting these alarms allows her to like really be herself and be in the moment in exactly the way that she loves to be in the moment and still take care of those responsibilities. I'm just going to get this out of the way at the top. This is like a confession. I think for me, one of my current practices of self love and treating myself like the love of my life, it's going to sound real selfish, you guys, but I keep my phone on do not disturb most of the time. Or during the school day, I have a different setting, a school day setting that allows 
calls from the kids' schools to come through, but not much else. If you know me in real life, you know often when you text me, you get that little message on your iPhone that says, she's got her notifications turned off. Do you want us to notify her anyway? I just have found, for me, not having the constant pinging notifications, the constant awareness of people, you know, wanting an answer for a question or whatever the case may be, to be able to communicate on my own time. And when I have time to do that has been such a powerful practice of caring for myself. And when I think about it in terms of becoming the love of my life, would I want the love of my life to feel constantly distracted, constantly like somebody needs them for this or that? No, I would want the love of my life to have a peaceful way of moving through the day. Hello, Enneagram 9 to the maximum. Keeping my phone on very low notifications is one of my favorite practices of caring for myself and loving myself right now. I know it feels a little selfish, but honestly, I'm into it and I'm not giving it up anytime soon. Okay, now, awesomes, raise your hand if you thought when we started to talk about self-love practices, raise your hand if you were just sure I was going to bring up yoga again. Okay. Well, I'm not going to call out yoga again specifically, but listen to what our Sorta Awesome regular, our books and reading specialist, Katie Proctor, had to say about her current love for self-love. Hi, awesomes. It's Katie Proctor. And this Valentine's Day, the way that I am loving myself is through exercise. I know that might sound a little bit cliche, but I am brand new to the Peloton family and I got it for Christmas. And it's just something that I have loved getting up in the morning to do for myself. I love that the workouts are, you know, 20 minutes long or 15 minutes or 30 or however much time you have. I love that you can make it as easy as you want or as hard as you want. And really for me, it's not about weight loss. I have gone through so many iterations of body image things and diets and all of that. And I have kind of decided to let all of that go, but I do love to move my body. And so the Peloton is giving me a lot of ideas and ways to do that without feeling like it's something that controls my life. So for all my sort of awesome Peloton fam, my favorite is Bradley Rose. He is my, what I call my British bike boyfriend, and he makes the Peloton so much fun. So that's how I'm loving myself this Valentine's Day. And I hope everyone else is having a great one too. Katie, like so many of the awesomes, has discovered that the Peloton app is bringing so much joy so much pleasure, so much fun to the practice of moving our bodies. And I love to hear it. I myself, as I'm not into the Peloton thing yet, who knows, Kelly finally wore me down about yoga over the years. So who knows, maybe I'll be a Peloton evangelist next year. But currently, besides yoga, I have been loving taking myself on walks. Yes, even in the dead of winter. I talked about this recently on the Awesome Overflow for January of 2023. That's our monthly bonus episode for our Superstar Awesomes, our supporters on Patreon. We were, the three of us, Rebecca and Kelly and I were talking about things that we're proud of that we've been doing lately. And I told them and the superstars, I'm really proud of myself for going outside every single day in January. This is not like me. I'm challenging myself and I'm finding, you know what? If you have the right cold weather gear, it's not that bad. And one of the ways I've been doing that is getting outside and going for walks. Now, it helps that we have a six-month-old puppy with boundless energy, but I have been enjoying our daily walks so much. Even the bad weather days, it keeps me connected with nature. And I especially love the sunny weather days, even though it's cold outside, to get some sunshine on my skin feels so great. And again, in thinking about like, what would I do with the love of my life if I had time to spend with the love of my life? What would I do? Naturally, I do. I enjoy a walk. So taking myself on walks has been a surprising act of self-love. And it's it kind of makes me mad because it's like, oh my gosh, all of these years, all of these people that have been going on and on about the importance of just daily walking. Oh, I'm so disappointed to tell you guys that they're right. Like, it's just true. So there's that. 
All right. Well, next up, let's hear from a woman who wears many hats behind the scenes to keep things moving forward for Sorta Awesome. It's our show producer, Sarah Robertson. Here's Sarah. Hi, awesomes. I'm thinking of ways that I show myself love. The first idea I have is based off of an idea I got from a Sorta Awesome episode from years ago. I remember the show was talking about giving your future self a gift. And at the time, I believe I was pregnant and I knew I would have a newborn in the winter time. And so with this idea in mind, I signed myself up for Ipsy, one of the makeup delivery services. And I got that makeup delivery service all through that winter. And I have signed up for something similar every single winter since then. I really don't love winter time, but this is a gift to myself and it's just fun to get mail. It's extra fun to get something I don't have to share with anyone else in my house. And I really love it. A second thing that I do to show myself love is to get up a few minutes early before my kids and drink my coffee and read in the quiet of the morning before the craziness of the day begins. This practice has been so significant in shaping my mornings. And I think partly because for years, it was just not possible for me to get up earlier than my kids. I either had little ones or I had terrible sleepers. And so sleep was just so precious that it really feels like an extra gift to um, be able to get up and read a little bit before the day gets underway. And the third idea I had was, I'm not really sure um, how to categorize it, but I guess just to say yes to the little things. And especially, maybe bizarrely, I think of it as like, I say yes to the things that I easily would say yes to for my kids. For example, my kids needed new toothbrushes and my son really wanted a fancier toothbrush than I probably would have picked out for him. But I was able to uh, make sense of it in my mind. You know, of course, I'm going to buy this for him because um, it will help with keeping cavities away and all the things. And yet when it was my turn to buy myself a new toothbrush, I had a really hard time justifying basically the same purchase for myself. And it just struck me like, you know, that is a way to show myself love. Like I am also worthy of the fancy toothbrush and so are you. So those are my ideas. I am really looking forward to hearing what everyone else has to say. And happy Valentine's Day. Well, I love all of these things for Sarah. I love all of these things for myself. I haven't done subscription boxes in a while because I just was, I just had too much product everywhere all the time. But I love sending myself a little treat. For example, if I get a box from Thrive Market or Grove, I'll put a little treat in there. I'll put a little Burt's Bees lip gloss, a little natural mascara in there. I love a surprise in the mail. And I really love what Sarah had to say about kind of using as a guide or litmus test to whether she would say yes to herself about something by thinking about what I say yes to my kids for this, because I think it kind of goes back to the original TikTok inspiration. Like, what would I say? What answer would I give to someone I love? What answer would I give to the love of my life. Would I want the love of my life to have the fancy expensive toothbrush? Yes. I would not think twice about splurging a little for the love of my life. And I think that's a great guide for how we can say yes to ourselves more often. Now, someone who has a bunch of ways to say yes to ourselves, so many great practices already in place to treat yourself like the love of your life is our sort of awesome regular, one of my very dear friends, Julie Tupperman. Here's Julie. Hi, awesomes. This is Julie. When Meg asked me to talk for a little bit and think a little bit about um, treating ourselves like the loves of our lives and just to think about, you know, how really do we take care of ourselves? What are what are our own acts of self-love? This is something I was really excited to think about and talk about. There are a bunch of things that I like to do and that I would recommend that my friends do when they just feel like they need a little something extra in their life, just to make themselves feel as loved and appreciated as we would offer the other important people in our world. The first one is very simple, and that is going to get yourself a coffee that you wouldn't normally do for yourself. You know, sometimes if I know that I'm going to have a particularly rough day or or a long day, I will carve out the time and kind of mentally bookmark the money and take myself to Starbucks on the way into the office or maybe sometimes even in the middle of the day. 
But sometimes just knowing that I will do something little for myself like that, especially something that I don't have to then clean up afterward, really just can shift my mood and just make me feel like I'm taking great care of myself. Another thing is going to a bookstore. Even if I have no plans on buying any books whatsoever, sometimes taking 20 minutes, half an hour, just to walk around a bookstore, look at all the books that are out there. I find myself just taking pictures and screenshots of all the books that I either want to put on my library list or a wish list for the next time people have a gift giving occasion for me. But for me, just walking around in a bookstore is so calming and fun and you know, for the Canadian awesomes, as you all know, when you spend time walking around in Indigo chapters, it's not just books. There are some really amazing, fun things to look at and think about. So that is definitely something that's high up on my list. And really, you could squeeze it in in between other errands if you have the time. So that's an added bonus. Another thing that I love to do is get myself a pedicure or a facial, something that I wouldn't normally just spend my money on. But something that is really all about me and taking care of myself. And there's something really fun about it being the middle of February and looking at your toes, which look pretty and cute. And you know, you don't have to wait until the summer to get yourself a pedicure and have your feet massaged and, you know, everything cleaned up professionally. You know, and the same thing with the facial. That is definitely not something that I do every day, but it's really nice every so often, you know, even if it's once a year or whatever works for you, just go and lay there, have somebody take care of your skin, have a nice massage, because a lot of times you'll get like a shoulder and neck massage when you get a facial, which is amazing. And also if you plan ahead, it, these are great things to ask for presents, for gift, gift certificates or gift cards to some of these places. So that is definitely something that's high up on my list. One little thing that I do Eh, it's become a little bit more regular than not, but it really makes a difference for me. You know, for those of us with pickier eaters, sometimes it's really nice to just get the dinner that you want and not the dinner that your kids want. And so there have been some nights um, over the, the past couple of years that I will make dinner or my husband will make dinner for the kids and then we will bring dinner in just for the adults. And it is food that we want that so we don't have to listen to the kids complaining about it. Everybody's happy. And sometimes just little things like that can really just, they, you know, and again, fewer dishes, that's always a win. But those are the things that I like to think about. How can I kind of elevate my everyday to make the whole day feel better? And the other thing that I would suggest, especially for any awesome who has younger kids, sometimes it's not so much the what should I do, it's how do I make this happen? And what I used to do with one of my dear friends is we would trade kids. And I would say to her, okay, can you take my two for two hours? And then I'll take your two for two hours. And it didn't have to be the same day. But she watched my kids while I ran errands. I watched her kids while she took care of herself. And nobody felt badly because the kids were happy because they were playing together. Anyway, this is just something that is great to keep in mind because especially when you have little kids and you're just trying to figure out how to have half an hour to yourself that doesn't involve running errands or doing laundry or things like that, sometimes just making a plan to switch kids, take care of kids, trade kids, whatever you want to do, can just create space where before you didn't have any. And sometimes just having that space is really all you need. Even if you're just dropping your kids off at a friend's house so you can have an hour at home to sit on your couch and watch Netflix without anybody bothering you, sometimes just taking the time to plan things like that can be the biggest gift, the biggest act of self-care and self-love that you could possibly imagine. So many great ideas from Julie, as usual. She has an abundance of ideas for how to treat ourselves well. I really love that last one, the trading babysitting one. That was when I did with a group of friends when my girls, who are now teenagers, when they were very little, we had a small group of friends that, and we would do that. We trade babysitting kind of on a rotation. And it was so nice to have a little downtime just for me. I had to like really, really work hard to not spend that downtime just like folding laundry or whatever, but to actually do something that was important to me that made me feel like me. If you have little ones at home, this is such a great solution to put into place. You're not only practicing self-love for yourself, but you're encouraging your friends to care for themselves as well. 
All right, we've gotten to hear from a few people on the Sorta Awesome team about how we are becoming the loves of our lives. We have even more to get to when we come right back. Okay, we're back. Another practice that I wanted to share with you that I have noticed myself doing more and more often these days, and it kind of like goes along with what Sarah and Julie were kind of saying about saying yes to ourselves, doing little things along the way. And this is one that you don't even have to spend a single penny on. And it's just the encouragement to use the good stuff. If the love of my life were having dinner with me, would I use regular everyday plates every single meal? No, sometimes, maybe more often than not, I'd get out the really nice plates, maybe even sometimes the china. If the love of my life was looking for some pajamas, would I pull out ratty t-shirts and three-year-old pajama pants, or would I hand over the nice fancy pajamas that I got for a gift and I hardly ever wear because I want to keep them looking nice, I would give them the good stuff. And so this is a absolutely free way that you can practice self-love, self-care, generosity towards yourself, be the love of your own life, is to just look around your house. What is the good stuff that you save, that you hold back, that you think is not worthy of everyday use? Get that good stuff out. Use it for yourself. Don't hoard it. Don't save the good stuff use it up. That's what it's there for. Okay. Speaking of making everyday life a little bit more fancy, the next person that we're going to hear from is my best friend, Catherine, who has been helping us out for about the past six months as part of our social media team. Here's what Catherine is into these days when it comes to making those choices to really practice love for ourselves. Hi, awesomes. It's Catherine. And I just want to say a happy early Valentine's to each of you. And I want to tell you how I have a way of loving myself each and every day. A couple of years ago, I pulled all of my Christmas money together and I purchased myself an espresso maker. So each morning I wake up and I make myself the perfect latte and it only has about 20 different ingredients in it. I'm just kidding, but it feels very high maintenance, but it's just something very special to me. No one else in my family drinks coffee daily, but it's something special for me. And I sit down and I even try to make the day, make my schedule a part of this ritual. So I always have about 10 minutes just to enjoy this cup of coffee And it makes me really happy. And it's just a time that I carve out for myself. So that's the first thing. And then another thing actually comes from the My Favorite episode from last November. And I talked about that I have been working really hard on trying to wash my face every night. And at that time, I also purchased a brand new skincare line. And I've been working really hard to put the lotions on every day and every night, wash my face, do all of the rituals. And I feel so good about myself whenever I take the time to do that. I feel like that is true self-care because I am taking care of my face. And I feel like I already can see a little bit of progress. So that's exciting. And I just want to continue that self-love to myself. You guys all deserve to love yourselves, and I can't wait to hear all the different ways that you bring love to yourself. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay, you guys, I've got the receipts on Catherine's commitment to her fancy coffee at home. More than a few occasions when, you know, she's been a little tired, a little sleepy in the morning, just need a little pick-me-up. I will text her and be like, okay, what's your Starbucks order? Or I'm going by the coffee shop. What do you want? And she's like, no, no. No, no Starbucks. I don't need anything from the coffee shop. I'm good. I made myself my fancy latte already. I'm going to sit down and enjoy it. She really does use the heck out of that thing. And the thing that stood out to me in what Catherine was talking about is this idea of creating these little rituals for ourselves. Again, this does not have to cost a penny or it could be a very low cost way to do it. The important thing is the steadiness of the ritual. And it's, and it's something that speaks to you. For me, I am super into cozy this year. 
And so I've been creating these little cozy rituals for myself. One of them, I did get the idea on TikTok and a few people have tagged me and sent me this TikTok specifically to be like, this seems like something you would be into. But it's the, the, the idea of creating like this atmospheric experience for your evening closing duties of your house, especially in your kitchen. So people are buying lamps and putting low wattage bulbs in them to turn on a lamp in their kitchen as they're cleaning up from dinner. They're picking playlists on Spotify or YouTube that are aesthetic. They're atmospheric. They make you feel like maybe you're a medieval barmaid who's cleaning up. And it's not just like the daily drudgery. It's it's like you're in a little movie right there in your kitchen while you're cleaning up. So for me, what that looks like for my evening cleaning and closing up duties, which by the way, I really do insist on doing because I <laughs> I don't trust that my kids or my husband are going to close down the kitchen the way I want it to be closed down. My biggest gift that I give to Next Day Meg is to have a very tidy kitchen at the end of the night and close it down and nobody's going in there and getting snacks or if they do, they're cleaning up after themselves. But I love, love, love first thing in the morning going into a clean kitchen. It's not spotless. It's not immaculate. But the dishes are washed, everything's put away, counters are cleared, it smells good in there. So what I've been doing for my evening closing is, I haven't gotten a lamp, but I'll turn off the overhead light. You know, I don't like the overhead. I'll turn off the overhead kitchen light and leave on the accent lights that are just above and under the counters. And then I light a candle that Julie sent me a couple of months ago. It's one of my favorites. And I'll turn on some kind of very chill lo-fi playlist and just have a little moment as I am closing the kitchen for the night. It has become such a treasured ritual every night for me, and it's helped me to transform something that I was going to be doing anyway into something that really feels like a treat for me. Another thing I've been doing, a cozy ritual, is having a bedtime perfume. I know this is controversial. I know it's not for everyone, but I have a couple of perfumes. I'll tell you specifically what they are. Hang on, I'll grab them. Okay, I just got them. No surprise, they're both from Posy Perfumes, one of my favorite indie perfume houses. One is called Serene Lace, and the other is called Sleepy Ghost. And I don't wear them together, but I will, as I'm getting ready for bed, I'm doing my skincare, I'm doing everything to get tucked into the covers, I will put on just a little dab of one of my bedtime perfumes. Just a little way to elevate the bedtime experience. And it's become this little ritual that I really look forward to. Okay, enough about me. Moving on. Let's hear from two of our favorite big sisters here at Sorta Awesome. Let's start with Mindy Browse. You know, Mindy, she is our Sorta Awesome regular who joins me often for our Midlife with Mindy and Meg series. Here's what Mindy has to say, the wisdom that she has to share about how she has found over the years the best way for her to practice self-love. Hi there, awesome. This is Mindy Browse. I am very excited about this topic and all the suggestions we're going to get. I cannot wait to hear what everyone else has said. I am going to share my most used practice for treating myself like I am the love of someone's life. And that is giving myself time away from my family with friends or by myself, hiking, going to dinner, going to lunch, going to book club, whatever it is. That is part one of it. But the second part is with no guilt. I do not feel guilty for being away from my family, for taking this time to go do something that has absolutely nothing to do with anyone else in my home. Except, of course, that it makes their mom and their wife and their homeschooling teacher a much happier person. I didn't discover how important this really is until about six years ago, I kind of cratered after Jubilee was one. And oh my goodness, we have a really, really unusual birth mother story. And the birth mother lived with us for seven months. And she has a bunch of physical and emotional needs. And I was in the place of really being a caregiver for her while also working on becoming a, an adoptive mom. And then Jubilee was born with Down syndrome. And I had to learn a bunch of other new things while I was still kind of putting myself in the place of taking care of the birth mother emotionally from a distance, which was not a good decision. Um, but that's a whole separate conversation. Because I kind of cratered out I kind of had to look around and go, what what is not happening that needs to be happening? Through some really amazing conversations, I realized that I was drowning in a belief that any time away from my family needed to be justified, needed to have 
some kind of rational support for other things that my role as the stay-at-home mom meant that I was stay-at-home mom full-time, 100%. And if I wanted to go do something else, that that really needed to be really highly evaluated. And I realized how destructive that had become to me. So I talked with my husband and my partner and explained some things. And the practice is now I will plan events and book clubs, or I will go on a hike with friends or by myself, or I will meet a friend at a brewery, whatever it is, I put those on the calendar. I don't approach it as something that I need to talk my husband into. I don't approach it as something that um, needs to be any kind of negotiation. I just have explained that I need to take care of myself. And that means the part of Mindy that is not the mom and not the wife and not the homeschooling teacher. I need space to do that. And I am not going to feel guilty. There were times when I would go do something and I would feel guilty for different reasons. Sometimes it was what somebody said before I left the house. Sometimes it was because of how the women I surrounded myself talked about those activities and how they had to prepare and do all these things so they could get away to make it okay. And I started realizing this is this is not good for me. And so there have been times where I have had to tell my precious, wonderful, amazing husband, I need to go do this. I make sure we're all arranged. Is there anything you need or you know anything that you have that day that would make this not doable. But I don't treat it like I have to request time off and get a sub and line up lesson plans, so to speak, for me to be away. The difference that has made in my mental and emotional life is huge. It's also shown my kids that I am more than a mom and I am more than a wife. They have gotten to see me have interests and activities and friendships that they don't know and people and activities and events that they aren't in, but they have all, the older kids especially, have gotten to a place where they say, I just love how much you have given your time to insert activity here and how hard you work at that, making that a priority in your life. And so I just want to encourage you all that if you are not making time and space mentally and on your actual calendar for you to go do things that you enjoy. I'm not saying if you don't like getting away to go do that, but if you feel like you can't do that because you're the wife or the mom or whatever, then I just lovingly challenge you to sit with that idea and really talk through it and see what is detrimental there and encourage you to love yourself by giving your time and your space and your emotional engagement and um, whatever, all the physical ones to go do things that make you, you, those parts of you that light up when you go do them and make you happier and more joyful or just help you exhale, whatever those are, go do them. So that's my most practiced self-care and valuing myself activity. Okay, Minty, thank you so much for that insight. I don't want to give too much commentary on it because I also want to share Kelly's. I feel like that Mindy's and Kelly's both have a lot in common. You know, Kelly Gordon, she is my longtime dear friend, longtime Sword Awesome co-host. Kelly, here's what she has to say in how she's becoming the love of her own life. Hey, awesomes. It's Kelly and happy Galentine's Day weekend. I'm so happy to be here celebrating this weekend of self-love with you. You know, when Meg first approached me with this topic, you know I was all in because if you've been listening to the podcast for any time at all, you know that the idea of self-care is really important to me. It's become one of my big life lessons, learning how to truly care for ourselves listen to what we need in the moment and respond both with self-comfort things like what we need in the moment just to get through, maybe taking a bath or watching a movie or having some extra ice cream under a blanket on the couch, plus self-care, the things that we really need to focus in to nourish ourselves to make sure that we have a sturdy foundation, things that maybe aren't as fun and cozy, but that we really need, like working out and getting good sleep and making those doctor's appointments and looking for a therapist if we're really having a lot of struggles. You know, those are really, really important. So this topic, of course, is just near and dear to my heart. I would say that my self-love methods are really more of an intention than a thing. And let me explain, that really is that at the point I am in my life, in my 50s, early 50s, but still, with this knowledge of self-care, 
I have really decided that I need to find at least one thing a day that will delight me. So I'm planning for it. I am. I have this framework and it's natural now for me to look at my day, to look at my life and say, what am I doing today to delight me, just to make me happy? And of course, I'm an ENFP7, so maybe that's partly why it comes naturally to me, but I have really found that it helps so much. It's almost like a boundary because when I have a boundary of protecting myself, of loving myself, I'm not resenting other people as much when they're pushing on me, when they need me, when work is asking me to do something, when my kids come home with extra homework. If I have prioritized myself, first of all, and done something to delight me, to make me happy, I have more compassion for those other things. So some things that make me happy, I mean, we've talked about them before. These are probably no surprise to those of you who've been listening for a long time, but I love naps. Oh my gosh, I love naps so much. Um, I will always go for a little extra sleep and snuggling up under a blanket in the middle of the day, especially when that sleep deficit is calling. I think there's a word for it that I'm not going to remember right now, but like that sleep weight that many of us feel in the early afternoon where we're like, oh, I just got to push through it. We have a second cup of coffee. Being able to give in to that feeling of sleepiness is truly luxurious for me. So if I can do that at all in my day, it doesn't happen that often, although it happened today, that is a great thing. That is like a way that I love myself. Of course, if you've listened to the most recent Overflow, I talk about how I don't know how this happened because I did not grow up as an athlete or somebody who moved my body regularly, but that has become who I am. I have a regular at-home workout practice between the Peloton app, yoga with Adrian, all these different things. I am moving my body regularly. And now it really is something that I look forward to. I mean, there's days that I'm like, I'm tired, but I know the payoff on the other side is waiting for me. I always feel better. I never regret working out. So I make that a priority. It could be something as simple as watching a TV show while I'm making dinner. I will tell you all, like in the strictest confidence that I have gotten back on the days of our lives bandwagon. And it is absolutely bonkers. Marlena is, she died and has gone to heaven and she's going to be bringing people back. Like it's crazy, but it's so silly. It's just my comfort. So it's, it's like, um, the thing that a lot of people would say, oh, I I don't, it's a guilty pleasure. I don't want to tell people that I'm doing this. Ah, Obviously here on Sort of Awesome, we are all about love what you love. So finding those things and and making sure that they are a regular part of your life. Um, I love to bake. So baking something and then eating it is for sure a way that I show myself self-love. But really, it's like I said, more about the intention, the idea behind it than it is about the thing. What can you do today? And tomorrow and the next week for the rest of February, what could you do every day just to delight yourself? That's what I would challenge you to because nobody is going to prioritize you like you will. That's what it all comes down to. Okay. Um, first of all, <laughs> raise your hand if you were surprised that Kelly's back on the days of our lives ship. That is so funny to me. I laughed out loud, but I do think it's a great example of remembering to love what you love, which is something we are very big into here. The more you love what you love, the more you are embodying this thing of like, I love myself. And so I'm choosing this thing that I am super into, even if nobody else understands it. I'm into it. I choose it. It makes me happy. It brings me joy. I'm doing it. Another theme that I hear in this wisdom from both Mindy and Kelly is that when we prioritize ourselves, when we show earnest and intentional love for ourselves, that is one of the best ways that we can push back against resentment. Now, trust me, I was like not looking for this to be a theme for myself in 2023, but I have found that in my personal life, I am like really tuned in to when resentment starts building. I think it might be because Kyla and I both had really difficult years last year. Both of us as a couple, as a family, but also individually had extremely painful, extremely challenging, stressful, difficult years in 2022. And I think that by the end of the year, we were not in a good place because both of us had been nurturing this resentment that had been building up over time. And now that I'm so aware of it coming into 2023, I am 
actively looking for ways to push back against resentment wherever I see it starting to crop up. And so far, I'm sure there's lots of great solutions out there, lots of great remedies for resentment. So far, I think he and I both have found, and I and I hear this also in Mindy's words and her experiences and Kelly's words, that choosing to prioritize ourselves is such a great way to stop resentment from even forming because when we are loving ourselves well, when we are looking, actively seeking, like Kelly said, setting that intention for how we can be the love of our own lives, then we're not setting ourselves up for constant disappointment from other people. We are, I know this is so trite, we talk about it so much, but we are filling our own cups first so that we are able to love others around us, our partners, our children, our parents, our siblings, our friends, our communities. We are able to love from a place of abundance because we have been practicing filling ourselves, treating ourselves so well that we are able to come to other relationships with a sense of abundance that we are able to love others from that overflow of love that we've already nurtured in ourselves. That's what came to mind for me. And I hope that as we've listened to all of these women on the team share what it looks like right now to become the love of our own lives, I hope that it has been inspiring to you. Now, you'll notice that a couple of people are missing. Lori Lynn, a part of our social media team, is battling those winter sickness yuckies right now. And my sister, Emily Massenberg, is a teacher in the spring semester. Of course, spring has not sprung yet, but if you are a teacher, you know that that second semester just takes off at a rapid pace, and she is kind of swamped with that right now. But truly, it has been such a joy and so inspiring to me to hear from my dear friends, from your friends, the the women of the Sort of Awesome team, what they are doing to practice this art of being the love of our lives right now. The last thing I want to leave you with is something that if you have listened to all of this, and maybe it feels like there's still a disconnect for you in terms of like, I have spent so long giving love to others or believing that it is wrong or immoral or selfish in some way to choose to love myself. I just don't even know where to start where I can say, I love myself. I am the love of my own life. I want to suggest to you a practice that took me by surprise how powerful it was. It is a meditation. I know, believe me, I used to be skeptical about meditation for years. I just didn't understand what the deal was. This one is can be as short or as long as you want it to be. And it comes from a place of gratitude for our physical bodies. Again, the thing that just kept coming to mind for me over and over as I thought about this concept of how do we become the love of our own lives? How do we embody it? It's one thing to believe it in theory. How do we embody it? How do we make it real with our practices in our lives? And I happened to come across this meditation where you... You can either sit in a chair if that's what's comfortable, or you can lay down, you close your eyes, and you start with the tips of your toes, and you turn your mind toward each part of your body. Now, this may be something that you guys have done before in different practices, maybe in yoga class, or maybe somewhere else you've done this, but to really think about this in terms of gratitude for each part of your body as a place to begin the journey of loving yourself. So you, you're laying down, again, you could be sitting in a chair, you're closing your eyes, you're turning your mind towards your toes, towards your feet. And as you're thinking about each foot, maybe even each toe, if you want to get detailed, as you're thinking about each foot, you're thinking about and giving gratitude inwardly for all that your feet do for you every single day for the places that they take you, for what they do to help you live the life that you have. From your feet, you move up to your calves, to your knees, on up the leg, through the hips, all the way through the body, to the very tip of your head. And for each part that you stop and turn your attention to, turn your mind to, turn your heart to along the way as you travel through your body, You're just stopping and giving thanks to that part of your body for all that it does 
if you notice pain as you think about a specific part of your body, I've talked for years about the pain I have in my left hip. I've even noticed, some of you might be skeptical about this, I've noticed when I do this meditation, when I come to my left hip and I turn my mind towards it, I don't feel any pain in there, even though there are some days when I have kind of a constant throbbing pain. I don't feel any pain as I'm directing that kind of laser of love towards my left hip. So even if you come to parts of your body that are in pain, to still be gentle and to direct that loving energy towards that part of your body. I think that this gratitude meditation that goes throughout your entire body is such a great place to start. If you need a place to start with thinking about how to embody the act of showing love for ourselves, gratitude and love are so enmeshed. They're so intertwined. And it just makes sense that these two can go hand in hand together as a great beginning practice. Or maybe if you've been practicing this for a long time, maybe you could use a refresher on how to connect with your body showing gratitude for every part of who you are. And I think that's my Valentine's wish for every single one of you, whether you're listening in the days before Valentine's Day, or maybe you're listening in August of 2024, who knows, uh, wherever you are at this moment in time and space. I hope that you've been inspired today to continue on with becoming the love of your life, that you've been inspired to try some new things. I cannot wait to hear from our awesome community what this is looking like in your lives. So come and find us on social media. You can find me on social media at Sorta Awesome Meg. You can find this show by searching Sorta Awesome, whatever platform you're on. We would love to hear from you there. Awesomes, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.